Hey, what's up, beautiful souls? Chad Hafler here with my brothers Eric Dixon and Jeremy Duncan, and we are Lights at the Roundtable. In this podcast, we're going to discuss a wide variety of things, ranging from spirituality and the metaphysics of reality to the psychological struggles that we face on a daily basis. So, we hope you enjoy. We're grateful you're here, and welcome to the Roundtable. The uh, the massage therapist said she's a, she's never met somebody that actually had a podcast. Oh, really? It's awesome. Here we are. Not have ma- you guys? Not many people have. I don't no. know anybody. Who knows I've never met anybody. When I tell people, they're like, "You have a podcast?" Yeah. It's kind of the same reaction. <laughs> oh, shit! Yeah, is that cool? I do. Is that cool? Yeah, kind like, of cool. You, you really want the name? <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty cool. Yeah, especially as as prevalent as they're becoming. People enjoy hearing other people's perspectives. Yeah. Yeah, she said she loved podcasts, so gave her hours and told her about we're just authentic dudes spreading light and uh, told her that crying is a weekly activity for me. She's yeah. like, more dudes need to hear that. <laughs> I was like, amen. Preach, sister. You know. You want to hear a cool story? I think, I think I told you. Absolutely. Pertaining to our last episode and the conversation uh, around money mindset and money energy and blocking your own flow of money um so i play baseball and i have a baseball tournament in march in florida fort meyer beach and uh we're taking a family vacation at the same time so the kids and Brittany are going to do their own thing while i'm playing baseball nice yeah and so we got our our place booked and everything and i i initially wanted to drive just because i knew we're going to rent a car while we're down there anyways. We might as well just get one here and drive yeah. and save the money from the flights. And um, Brittany's like, no, no, I don't. I'm not trying to do that. I'm like, oh, she didn't want to drive what, she, it, like 18 hours, uh, 15 hours, 15. which I'm like, come on. I'm like, okay, I got you. So I started doing the research and I compared the two and it's like three times the amount to fly than just rent a car. Mm-hmm. And, the money is not the issue. It's like, even if you have it, you shouldn't like it's the savings to me. Like the fact that I could save two thirds of the money by driving down was a yeah. big deal. Yeah. And, um, so I'm like, no, Brittany, I text her at work. Like, I, I just can't do it. She's like, I will then. <laughs> I'm like, shit. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> go on. And I, I'm sitting with him. I come over and I talk to Eric and, uh, talk to him about the situation and it came to me like as i was talking like i'm going to costa rica later this year witness so that's where my reluctancy to spend that extra money flying is like i feel like it may take away from my money to go to costa rica yeah so i like had this epiphany with eric and uh i got real honest with myself i was like bro you're being selfish as fuck, basically, <laughs> you know? So you're being selfish. Yeah. And I didn't see it at first. I was just reluctant because I didn't really think about it. And so I'm like, you know what? I better, I'm going to have the tickets bought and everything set for when she gets home from work. That's what he told me as soon as he left. Yeah, man. So I I go home and I get back on Expedia and start looking at flights and cars. And I find the same deal with a better vehicle for 700 almost $800 cheaper. Amazing. <laughs> After I like came to the sense like, dude, you're being selfish. Mm-hmm. You're being an asshole. Yeah. You're blocking your own flow, yeah. you know? 
Yeah. So open that flow back up and boom. Came over and talked about it. Open the flow, man. That was, it was an awesome moment. I witnessed it. Like, yeah, dude. It was, it was so cool. After yeah. I booked it, I had to call Eric. I'm yeah. like, dude, remember the conversation we just had? Yeah. Well, now I'm saving almost $800 now that I just sucked it up, swallowed my pride, and realized that I was in the wrong. So it, it was cool, man. The universe rewarded me for um, processing all that. Processing and, and not being selfish, yeah. you know, essentially, and realizing my fault in the moment. So. Everything's set. Fly yeah. to Florida next month. That's sweet, man. And save some money. Yeah. Win, win, win. For sure. Yeah. Let's get it. Hey, what's up, beautiful souls? Welcome back to Lights at the Roundtable for another wonderful episode. I am the light, Chad Hafler, here with my brothers, Eric Dixon. Yo. And Jeremy Duncan. What's up? (laughs) And this episode is going to be a good one, just like every other one. But we're going to discuss men dealing with emotions in a proper route and how as young men, we're not really taught to to express and, and feel emotions properly. Yep. So we'll dive into that a little bit, as well as accountability, which kind of ties into dealing and processing emotions mm-hmm. in the proper channel. And also, um, the lost art of critical thinking. It's going to be a good episode. Absolutely. It's going to be a real good episode. How was your guys' day? Dude, it was super relaxing oh, today. Oh, you had a great day. Yeah. So... Had a little surprise, uh, had a day off with the wife today and um, set up a little surprise for us. So she thought we were going to go go-karting. Yeah. Yep. I was like, all right. What made her think that? So on our way out, she was like, all right, so what what should I wear? I was like, well, you know, you just want to be comfortable probably, you know, just whatever try not to give too much away like I, right. yeah she's yeah. fucking good she's like digging. dude she's good too like yeah. any little subtle hint so i'm like well you know just be comfortable get very vague <sighs> and then right when we left uh she was like messing with her hair like it you know it was she went back in the bathroom a couple of times she's like what do you think of this and i was like well it's probably not gonna really matter and she was like, oh, I know where we're going now. And I was, like, <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like that's, And I thought that she knew, but she didn't. But uh, we set up a little couple's massage today. So we did it COVID style. We had to go in different times, which whatever, that's fine. But, um, dude, it was, it was amazing, man. We, uh, that was my second massage I think I've had. The last one was probably 12 years ago. Um, but... I think it helps me. So stuff, modalities and stuff like that, I think that helps me process my emotions and uh, maybe those negative emotions that could come out negatively. Um, Massage is a big one. I loved it. It uh, it was like a full body uh, hour massage. Um, I asked her to do more like the uh, like the deep tissue. tissue. Yeah, Yeah, like 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 rub it hard. And she was like, yeah, I was like, I was like, get in there. And she was like, is there anywhere you want me to, to like focus on? I was like, oh, you know, just kind of like all over. 
She was, and then she started mentioning that I ran. She's like, a lot of runners have problems in their back. So I was like, yeah, get my upper back, like my shoulder blades. She would sit there and literally like push on the knot, like like push it out, almost like kneading like dough or whatever. Yeah. And I, I could feel it and I could almost see it, even though I could not see it at all, coming out of my back. Yeah. Dude, it was amazing. Man. Yeah. Just use like, they have CBD ones too. That was a little bit of an Oils. upgrade. Yeah, CBD yeah. oil ones. But man, just it was awesome. She didn't stop talking, which was great. But you know, was it great? It was or, like a therapy session. You, yeah, yeah, for her or you? Probably both. Yeah, yeah. Sounds like you guys had some good conversation. It was great. So, as someone who's never gotten a massage before, mm-hmm. my preference would be that they didn't talk too much. I mean, I'd want to have some conversation. Complete silence would probably be. A little awkward. So, yeah, I mean, it, you know, what was it a lot? And, and was she like, you know, we like, you can tell me to stop talking. But I was like, just go with it. And that was my question. Yeah. More just, so just like, just as go, people like, who have gotten massages before, what do you guys think? Some light conversation? Just The only other one I had was like no conversation at all. Because yeah. I mean, I so that is the only two experiences I've ever had. Yeah, you're there for a reason. Now, yeah. if that conversation helps with that reason, is it welcome or is it you just prefer the silence? It's really for me. It's just go with it, like Eric said. Like if it if it's conversation that I'm genuinely interested in engaging in, then I'm like, that's yeah, a I'm great sure. point because I was right. I was yeah, really, that's what that's an awesome to point too. Listening to yeah. what you were talking about when. Before we started recording, it sounds like a good conversation that I probably would have. But personally, if I had a choice to take that chance for a good conversation or just have silence, I would probably go for the silence because I'm there to. Yeah, for, <sighs> for a specific reason. Yeah, yeah to relax. Yeah. Although I did my last massage at Massage Envy, I had this like big Southern black woman. <laughs> and uh, Brittany was in the, on the table next to me so yeah. she could hear this lady. She kept saying. You like that, Chad? Yeah. Like, and Brittany does it so well. She kept saying, "You like that, Chad?" Damn. Oh yeah, girl, get in there nice and deep, like. Hey, bro, rub it hard. (laughs) Rub it. (laughs) Rub it hard, baby. Rub it hard might be the the title. (laughs) Might be the title. Rub it hard. (laughs) Yeah. Good day. Good. Got a new phone too. Yeah. Got some new technology today, which is butter. Not only new, but you switched uh, switched companies. Switched back, yeah, went back to the went back to the iPhone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How long has it been since you had an iPhone? <sighs> I don't know. Like, let's just say maybe t- ten years, maybe. Or when did iPhone come out? I don't know. I've only had two. Let's say five five years, and I never really understood why I switched. I think it was just because. Just to change it up. Just, yeah, just to go, yeah, against the grain, maybe. I oh, don't know. because everybody was getting it? Everybody was getting it. Right. But now, it's like, it'll connect me better to other people. The messages work better. Also, it'll connect me to my dad better. I can do yeah. FaceTime now, since he lives in Florida. But, uh, yeah. Beautiful, brother. All good stuff, man. Indeed. The FaceTime's cool. So we're, we're all iPhone now, right? Yeah. Yeah. We'll be in a few days. It's just like confirmation that now I have to go get the Samsung. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, like, now you're like one of us. Go, you now you're going to be the one. Right? Yeah, okay. one of us has to connect with our Android yeah. using people. So. Oh, dude. <laughs> and we um, we went to one of my favorite lunch places, Panera. Oh, dude, yeah. And one of my like most favorite combos, the pick two. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, Caesar salad and uh, the uh, chipotle chicken, chicken. avocado yeah. melt. Oh. <laughs> See, I, get sauce on it. I do that sandwich and I did do I put hot broccoli sauce? Soup. No, but I, likes the broccoli soup. but I would, but I didn't that time. And then I came home and took a nap. Sounds like a pretty damn good day. Dude, it was good. Love time and days off and like planned days off and like surprises and shit like that. So yeah, she had no clue. It was awesome. That's what's up, man. Yeah, she was totally surprised. And uh, I was totally surprised to learn that that was her third massage, not her first. So, uh, and by the way, I had bought her one of those three times and I completely forgot about it. So, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. But when you let go, it's all good. That's right. How was your day, man? Ah, uh, it was good, man. Yeah, it was good. Did you get in tea? I worked today. Yeah, yeah, it was a good day. So you played um, some more basketball and Mario Kart. Any cart today? I didn't play Mario Kart, but I did play basketball. Hell yeah, dude! So, it was a yeah. nice day for it. Yeah, inside. Oh, inside. inside. Okay. But um, yeah, it was it was a good day, and I came home and. My beautiful wife had some delicious dinner cooked and ate, got showered up and came over here. So, man, now I'm having a blast. What did you have for dinner? Uh, steamed carrots and uh, oven baked broccoli with some garlic bread. It was fucking, de- it was amazing. Bro, that sounds fantastic. Brittany, Brittany's a hell of a cook. Uh, I lucked out in the cooking department there. Dude. And she likes it. So that helps. Dude, Kayla made a pot pie, mm-hmm. homemade pot pie, butter. Oh, yeah. It was in the oven this time, instead of the grill. <laughs> <laughs> which one was better? Both. Yeah. Both. I, we, we talked about it, too. We're like, which one did you like more? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, dude, the, the, the fucking grill pot pie is amazing. Hits different. Huh? Yeah, it hits different. Yeah. Because <laughs> you went out and stood in the cold to yeah, make the motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> And the, the best and damn pot pie ever. Like the crust, like the top of the uh, the biscuits were like a little burnt and shit, you know. So you just, I don't know, just remember that. So I think it was better that way. A little more like that smoky natural flavor in there. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Jeremy, how was your day, brother? It was good. It's been a very interesting couple of days. Yeah. So. How so? Most recently, the last two days off, right? So Brittany, as you guys know. And probably most of the listeners, if they follow us on Facebook, she passed her boards. Yay, congrats, girly. Nice job. Yeah, so Woo. all that stress gone and then not having to worry about um, saving the last stimulus pack that we got any longer. We finally went out and bought a giant dining room table. Nice. And a king-size bed. My first ever. Oh. But our... Yeah. But, uh, that was clapping last time, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to laugh at you. I meant to clap for you. That's all right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that was a, a big thing for us, and that was awesome. Dude, a king's size awesome. bed. Yeah. Oh, we weren't supposed to get it. We were going to wait because the dining room table still has to be made. They didn't have any. Yeah. So we have to wait six to ten weeks. We were just going to wait for the, the bed, too. But I was like, you know what? Fuck that. I was like, we've never had one. What? I want one. I'm tired of these kids climbing in bed and our dog and like no space. <laughs> I didn't have to kick George out of my spot at all yesterday. Nice. For the first time. Sleeping well then. Yeah. Huh? So it was 
It was perfect. And Brittany wow. has to work the next three nights. So I was like, no. I was like, if we're going to go get it, we're going to get it on Tuesday so, so that you can sleep, sleep in it. it. Yeah. And I'm not sleeping in it by myself. Like, we're just doing it Tuesday. We're going to go get to bed. <laughs> so we did that. And then Sunday. Sunday was interesting. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> so I told these guys on Sunday that I had a story for them. Um, I imagine that it's the same with everybody in any job where they've had somebody that they've had to deal with that was a fucking asshole. Yeah. Yep. And all the times that you play it through your head, what you would have said if you were going to be an <laughs> asshole back. <laughs> right. <laughs> or when you've witnessed it on like YouTube or something. In 20 years in the fucking customer service, food industry, whatever, for the first time in 20 years, I got to see somebody lose it on a customer. Oh my God, this is like witnessing a wild animal and it is, one of man. your employees. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can't wait to hear and about the, this. The only quote that really stands out, I'm like, you know, you, it's been a couple of days now, the adrenaline of it all right. just changed everybody's memory of it. <laughs> but I've never had an employee tell a customer to go suck a big fat fucking dick. <laughs> wow. Wow. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. So so, what then happened they won't want to, to eat uh, at your restaurant? Uh, <laughs> what yeah. happened? This guy probably won't ever be back. <laughs> uh, so he was a he was a bit of an asshole when he ordered his food. I took his order, and he was just like, you know, I try to confirm people's orders, be nice about stuff, and right. he didn't he didn't care. He just you know was very rude to the point, and then I was repeating his order to make sure everything was accurate, and he was just like fuck this, and drove off. Like said fuck this, I could hear him. And drove off. Like, he just wasn't waiting to confirm an order. And, you know, you could be in a hurry, whatever it is. Like, right. I get it. But you're kind of an asshole about it. Right. And then he didn't realize it. But this guy was actually, he's one of my managers, too. Yeah. So, not a good thing to do as a manager. Is he still? Yeah. Perfect. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> this, the story will kind of tell why. All right. So he didn't know it, but he, the cars that were in the outside and inside, because I have two drive throughs switched. So he was starting to give him the wrong food. And it was one guy. He ordered one drink. He hands him two drinks. And he's like, uh, I don't think this is my order, dude. All right. And he starts reading the order back. And he said, listen, dude, it's not my fucking order. Just take your drink back. And like they started right then. Right. So. After a couple of times of back and forth with my employees still being somewhat respectful, but you could see he was starting to lose his control. I start to, to pay more attention to the conversation. And he's like, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and ask you to leave. I'm going to give you a refund and you can just go ahead and go. So now my employee's a little flustered. Just hands him a $20 bill when his bill was only 14 and some change. Because that's what he paid with, you know. So he right. realized his mistake, asked the guy for the 20 back, and that's when it went south. Because yeah. the guy was like, what are you, fucking stupid? Wow. Are you an idiot? Is there something wrong in your head? Do you need some help? Do I need to do the math for you? Damn. And like started going off on him. And he just turned and looked at the guy and said, you know what? You can go suck a big fucking dick. Get the fuck out of here. And like they started going back and forth. So I just run over there. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> but oh, this was man. just like after they... They probably went two or three times back and forth before I really was like, okay, whoa, 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 whoa. Because you don't ever expect to actually see it. Right. But I get over there and he's like, yeah, your employee's yelling at me. And I said, sir, I'll deal with him. But you did kind of have this one coming. You're a little bit of a jerk since you got here. He already said he's going to issue a refund. Maybe both should just stop talking and you should just go ahead and go. And then they kept going after I was done. And... I thought I was going to see something else I had never seen because he still hadn't given back the other soda. 
my manager is still holding a fucking soda. Oh, no. And I don't know if you're familiar with Sonic, but yeah. we got 44-ounce big-ass cups. That's what he ordered. <laughs> I was waiting for one of them to chuck a full 44-ounce soda at each other. Waiting for it to fly. And Homeboy was driving a fucking Escalade, so that probably wouldn't have gone very well. <laughs> it was very interesting. Wow. How and, did this end? Well, that was it. And finally, after a couple of more fuck you, you know, fuck you, whatever, and just going back and forth, the guy finally just drove away. And then, you know, everybody was laughing and joking, whatever, amazed by it. So I had to go talk to him and tell him, you know, like, I'm not going to fire you right now. I only have a week left here for one. For two, you're probably one of the stronger managers that I have. But you know, you fucked up, right? <laughs> and I mean, he knew, he apologized. He said that he understands any and all repercussions that he should probably just go ahead and go home. Yeah. I said, no, because I'm not going to fire you. However, you get off that easy. I can't promise you that you won't. Like, if that guy goes and files a complaint and Rich finds out, there's a chance that we both get fired because I didn't fire you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But so, I'm done in a week, so. Yeah, so I mean, that was a chance I was willing to take because he's a good kid. He's young and he's already a manager. He could move up very quickly if he learns the things he needs to learn. So I didn't want to ruin all that and have this on his fucking history of any employment. Yeah. So I didn't want to do it. Well, about three and a half, four hours go by. It's getting close to the end of his shift. Probably an hour left. And my regional manager calls. <laughs> oh, shit. Now, I didn't get to hear any of the conversation, obviously. But as soon as they hang up, he's like, well, I guess I'm not fired yet. What? So, not the regional, yet? No. The oh, regional wow. manager talked to heard his side, kind of told him the same thing I did, apparently. And then, obviously, had to go back to the owner because the owner is very involved. Like I said, he, you know, we're not part of corporate Sonic. We have, we're a franchise. So, the person who owns the five is very involved. So I imagine he went and talked to him and tried to get his input before he made any kind of decision. I don't know what I'll come back to since I had the last two days off. But uh, And then the GM that trained me called and he was like, hey, uh, obviously you're not going to call this guy. So <laughs> give me both sides of your story and let me talk to Dante before I call and try to deal with this customer complaint. Mm. I still haven't found out what happened, but... Mm. But it was fun. It was, uh, it was interesting. <laughs> it wasn't fun, but it was fun. It right. was fun to see. I'm probably, I'm sure it wasn't fun to be that kid dealing with all of it and then worried about his job. Right. But, you know, just from the never getting to see it, part of it, and then just realize that not only have you never lost it or maybe even been in a situation where you really thought you were going to, but this kid was never taught how to handle any of these emotions. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he's never worked through it. He's 20-something years old. He's He's got some direction in life, but he's still not sure what he wants to do. And obviously, if he's got questions about that stuff, he's probably never really been talked to about how to process your anger in the moment and deal with it. Right. So that was kind of where the, the idea for this topic came up. Yeah. It's processing those because for... For me, it was depression and vulnerability and trying to not be vulnerable, to not express that emotion at all or to that action and, you know, letting all my depression build up before I ended up having to go to the hospital. And for him, obviously, it's anger and rage. But there are a multitude of other things that, especially as men, we're just kind of taught to swallow. Yeah, definitely. Or to, you know, act out on violently, physically. That's just not. Mm-hmm. Not really the right answer either. So, no. 
So, you got angry, huh? Yeah. <laughs> you had to lose it on anybody that you've ran into? <laughs> or witness somebody else do it? I mean, I'm sure I have. <laughs> Nothing comes to mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a tough one, man, in our society. And uh, especially in our generation, I think now we're seeing these these younger generations be overly sensitive because we were made to be too tough, you know, especially as men, it's like suck it up, rub some dirt on it. Now on the flip side, when these men are raising kids, it's like coddle them and, and give them everything they want because you had to suck it up when you were a kid, you know, not me. I still tell my kids to suck it up. Right. Yeah. I do. Yeah. Not as directly. As well, I that. hope he's not yelling, suck a big fat dick here in, <laughs> fucking, in about 10 years. Not as directly as that. You know, it's not just a, there's no care or concern, but it's not coddling either. Right. And somewhere in the middle, probably, but. Right. I mean, it depends on the severity of it as well. I mean, you got kids crying over the craziest things just because they can't get a new toy or. Yeah, but whose fault is that, though? No, kid, I mean, a kid's I, supposed to want a new toy. I get that. There's not. I'm not saying that that's right. I'm talking about the way the parent right, you know, right. reacts to it instead of, you know, coddling and caving and always buying the new toy or like we try to make our kids earn them. If you yeah. want a new toy, you got to get all your homework done. You know? Right. Yes. Yeah, I, th- I think uh, parents are f- have such fragile egos when it comes to their kids acting out. It's like I can't have people see my child act out because then they'll think I'm a bad parent. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So they're like, here, here's the fucking toy. Shut up. Quiet, we're in the store, you're embarrassing me. Yeah. You know, instead of like, no, I said no. Deal with it. You can cry all the way to the car if you'd like. Right. That's fine. You have you 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 can do that. Yeah. But you're still not getting the toy. Yeah. It's it's like a because I don't have kids yet, but I've learned like I just kind of watch and pe- uh, people with kids and you kids are like kids are supposed to cry. And that's like their way of telling you they want something or need yeah. something. So like I don't know. It's I, I I feel like it's gonna be hard to understand that judgment, but like kid crying, that's just like a normal part of that process. Like yeah. if you're on an airplane and your kid cries, then you're on an airplane and your kid cries. It just that one does bother me. It just it just happens. I mean, I'm sure it's not like it's a tense situation though. Yeah, it's like it makes me feel extremely uncomfortable because I well, sure. feel terrible for everyone around me. Yeah. And it's not even that I can be angry at it like a baby for crying. Yeah. Yeah. But if it was my baby, I would like the amount of guilt that I would feel, and like just wanting to apologize to everybody. Like, yeah, each seat. It's like I'm so sorry. <laughs> sorry you couldn't sleep for three hours on the right. phone. Yeah. So I sincerely apologize. <laughs> but I mean, it's not the baby's fault, and it's not my fault. So right. that situation you, sucks. You yeah. know, I think I think as what I've learned with with my children is how receptive children are to actual teaching about emotions. And asking them, you know, why do you feel this way? Mm. Do you do you think you deserve a toy? Do you have you been good? Did you do your are your breaths today? For in my situation, like Cole has to do his breaths before he gets on electronics, just so he can find center before he fucking starts bouncing off the wall <laughs> with the electronics and shit. So, like some critical thinking skills. Yeah. Well. Yeah. It just just teaching them to feel. Yeah. Properly. Yeah. Like, why do you feel that? Oh, that's okay. And validating them and not be like, oh, you don't feel like that. You know, because a lot of times, and I've caught myself doing this, we, our kid gets hurt or something. We're like, oh, you're fine. You're not hurt. 
but they're feeling hurt, but being told by their authority that they're not hurt. So now that you're creating an co- internal conflict for them. And that's where the, the emotional intelligence gets shut off. It's like, well, shit, I don't understand how I feel because how I feel and what I'm told is two different things. Yeah. So now I'm clueless as to how to recognize and, and actually feel these emotions that I'm hurt or I'm sad or you're not sad. Stop crying. You're fine. You're fine. It's like, no, 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 I'm not. <laughs> yeah. But on the flip side of that, my my son, at least, he he gets his mom by his little fake cries. Like he he's he's smart, man. Kids are smart too, and they know they know how to play. So They're just all like slick. anything, it's balance. It's a balance in it, you know. But uh kids are receptive and, and and really take in the emotional intelligence teaching if you're willing to to get down on their level and not speak down to them, but get down face to face with them and say, Hey, what are you feeling? What what's going on? What's making you feel that way? What what makes you feel this way? What hurts? Yeah. Why are you sad? And, and open open into questions so they can express themselves. Mm-hmm. So just creating that space for children to express themselves will do wonders for them as adults. Which, in my reality, I didn't. I don't feel like I got that a lot. No, you know, it, it was more yeah, of a you know, you're you're tough. Get up, rub some dirt on it, suck it up, yeah. walk it off. Especially growing up on a sports field, if you got hurt around all the guys, it's like hell no. You you better not fucking cry. Yeah, you get pussy. Up. Yeah, yeah, right. Get up <laughs> and just walk it off. You're not playing hurt, you pussy. Yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man, and, and that's probably what some of that kid faced as a child, like yeah. not being able to feel and think the emotion in a in a connective, flowing way. Because now they're trying to pull an intellect with a feeling that doesn't match, and it just creates that, that confusion, man. But, I mean, I, I think with the people people waking up to just this past year to just their own truths and collective truths and ugly truths and beautiful truths, there's a lot of uh, awareness that's coming into our reality as far as awareness of self because we've had to reflect, like, Shit, <laughs> everything's unknown right now. With well, not necessarily right now, but in the thick of it last year, it was like, fuck, yeah. where where are we going? Like now, it's to a point of like, whatever happens, happens. I'm fucking, I'm ready for it. You seems, know, seems a little better now. Seems a little lighter at this point. Yeah, yeah. Hey, so I'm gonna try to bring Jordan in. Go ahead, and introduce him, brother. Can you hear me? Well, how you doing, buddy? Hey guys, there he is. Can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you. How Butter. you doing? Can you hear me? Yeah, man. We can hear you loud and clear. How you doing, man? I'm doing well, man. I am uh, uh, just getting home from, uh, from 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 work, and my wife is just getting back from an OB appointment, and uh, we were just syncing up right before I gave you guys a call. How's everything in good old Ohio? Warm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For a change, luckily. Yeah. I'm- I bet. <laughs> it's like summery here. It's great. Oh <laughs> yeah, you only, you only missed like 18 inches of snow over the last two weeks. <laughs> Good Lord. Where, where are you these days? Uh, I am in Los Angeles. Wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Is that – so So who all – it's Eric, Chad, and Jeremy, yeah? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've heard your voices. It's good to, good to talk to you guys. Absolutely, brother. So – uh, for our listeners, you want to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself, Jordan? 
Is this is this? Are we doing this live? Is this real time? Yeah. Let's. Yeah. Yep. It, can, it has the ability to be edited, but yeah, I mean, we, I mean, know, we just right. go with it. We typically start at seven, like I told you. So we just had you kind of join mid conversation, so you got to introduce yourself. We don't really get to warm up anything with you. <laughs> oh, apologies, apologies. Yeah, oh, no, it's not your fault. This is uh, this, so. So this is Jordan Duke, um, good old Ohio boy with uh, with these three fine gentlemen. Haven't, haven't talked to you guys in a while. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you, so you just got home from work. What do you do these days, Jordan? Well, I do, uh, um, I do marketing communications for, um, charter schools in Los Angeles. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. What does that entail? Um, uh, so it's, um, you know, it's, uh, well, you don't, you just ask me. Um, (laughs) 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 Um, so some, some uh, public policy stuff, uh, uh, school policy um, outreach uh, within the community, um, alumni things. And then most of my job is spent um, building these sort of marketing communications for the school. Um, I, I, for the past eight years, I've lived in Los Angeles and I was working in the entertainment industry um, doing scripted development um, and ended up transitioning. Uh, just in the past couple of years um, and and found a lot of purpose in that working with kids and and, um, and the education system out here in, in Los Angeles. So uh, it's a lot of like just sort of, you know, community outreach uh, components. Um, my um, my direct boss just came off of a campaign for school board for um, LAUSD. Uh, um, and, uh, she, she, unfortunately she, she lost, she didn't win the election, uh, lost by about 10 points. It was really, really close, but so that was my first kind of foray into, um, um, politics. And that was, that was a, a fun learning curve. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's been sort of a learning curve all around. Um, I got into education because, uh, I guess the apple doesn't fall far from the tree my my mom uh, back in ohio she she's worked in education my whole life um uh for cincinnati hills christian academy um and uh and then of course uh, my dad was a, a pastor while i was growing up he now has his own driver's education business and, and teaches kids how to drive he's always loved teaching as well so uh i think i i was just kind of wired that way maybe um and uh when i was in entertainment my boss at the time um, had his own nonprofit, uh, that he, he also ran as well. It was called Hollywood Heart. And it was an annual arts camp, uh, every year in Malibu for, uh, kids affected by HIV and AIDS. And that turned into, uh, programming, like arts programming in Los Angeles Unified Schools, where schools, uh, had, had, you know, slashed the budgets for, you know, art, arts budgets and, and different things. And so that's kind of how I, circuitously sort of found my way back into um nonprofit world yeah and and my wife teaches uh um high school as well she's a, a culinary arts teacher and a chef so um so it's yeah it's kind of become a a whole thing now and i'm about to have a little girl who's going to i guess educators <laughs> congratulations so, yeah. yeah bless her Thank you guys. Thank you. I, I was listening to your uh, podcast, you know, um, Jeremy, when you reached out to me, uh, was checking it out and, and, uh, I, I saw you guys, you know, ran a, a little thing about, um, 
you know, becoming dads or, 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 well, Chad and Jeremy, you are dads and Eric, you were about to become one. Are you officially a dad now? I mean, we're just going to keep saying that. Yeah. I mean, we're trying, we're putting it out there. So, uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll I'll put it out there with you. (laughs) I appreciate that, man. You can use all the help you can get, bro. Yeah, certainly. So, so Jordan, you kind of play into the conversation beautifully as far as the timing you called and the field that your family is in educating uh, the youth. We were just talking before you rang uh, about emotional intelligence and how, especially as men, as, as youth, we're not necessarily taught emotional intelligence and everything is, is suck it up and move on or rub some dirt on it. And, um, you know, it's, it's really showing in society today with our lack of uh, emotional intelligence and being able to deal with conflict in a, <laughs> in a mild manner or a civilized <laughs> manner. So yeah. I think you probably saw something, some of that in politics, huh? <laughs> um, it's a, something resembling healthy. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So what, as an educator of the youth, what does emotional intelligence mean to you and how important it is to teach these youth that moving forward and in our human evolution, it's kind of a loaded question, but that's a yeah. Welcome to the show. it's a good question, and, and I, well, I guess I'll, I'll clarify something: is that I am I am myself not, not an educator, right? Uh, I, right. I did try my hand at it um, when I was transitioning from entertainment into education, and, and uh, I, I did teach a, a college course. Um, that I was not suited for. Uh, it didn't go over well. <laughs> hey, I love the vulnerability, man, yeah, and the honesty, that. dude. That's right. what we're about that's here. So, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's just the truth, you know. And and uh, I just knew that I had I had strengths elsewhere, right? But um, right. I, I knew that I wanted to use them in some capacity uh, in education. Um, and right. and so uh, my my wife could probably answer this a, a lot better than I could. I I do get to hear her. You know, it is the COVID, right? The era of COVID. And so right. she's uh, teaching from, from home. Um, and I hear her all the time with, with her kids and, and she has to be one of the most, uh, patient, um, <laughs> gentle hard asses, uh, that I've, <laughs> um, I've ever come across in, in, in the best way. And she's just, I think, really good at helping kids understand, um, that you can be vulnerable, right? Yeah. And I think watching the watching her teach and, and other teachers um, teach in the era of COVID, um, that's brutal for teachers. Yeah, to just a, a, a box, right? Just like sort of into the ether. Um, and her whole thing about teaching, um, you know, life in the kitchen, right? Um, uh, and, in an industrial kitchen, Jeremy, you're, I think you're, you're a chef as well, right? Like you, you sort of know that it, it is all about communication, right? Like verbal communication and, um, yep. and then being, being comfortable, um, in your own skin and in who you are, because there are a lot of egos in the kitchen as well, right? There's a lot of things going on. Um, and, yeah. and she's just, her whole thing is teaching these kids how to just speak up, how to just, you know, um, uh, vocalize. You know, yes, chef, all day long, right? Um, and, uh, and, and then, you know, say how they're, you know, how they're feeling, communicate, chef, I can't make it today. Why can't you make it, chef? You know, I mean, right. all those fundamental soft skills, um, are, are really, you know, sort of the, the bread and butter of her instruction, getting kids to, um, tap into their, uh, um, 
I guess, you know, emotional ability to handle situations. Yeah, um, right. now as, you know, as far as, um, being, emo- you know, t- I guess deeper into your question, um, yeah, being a man, like, like growing up, learning how to be a man and be vulnerable. And, and, um, that, that was, a maybe, maybe it's true for all four of us. I don't know. Um, I, I would assume so since we're, you know, all the same age and kind of, you know, coming from the, um, same area of the country, but you know, that was a hard knocks kind of lesson for me. Um, yep. you know, it, it was my, my twenties were, um, not the wisest, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, that's Julie what we Noah. should call our next episode, My 20s. <laughs> right. Um, I, I didn't, you know, I didn't make conscious, uh, good, you know, healthy decisions uh, for myself in my 20s. I I, uh, I was very much sort of nose of the grindstone. Um, power, we're going to power through this, you know, and, and, and sort of, um, hard-headed, stubborn, and we have to get where I want to go in sort of my dream and, and, um, and everything. And, uh, um, that, that was just a, a really hard lesson by the time I turned 30, right? Um, um, you know, learning to, I had a boss that was really good at, at teaching me, you know, just to take the opportunity, right? Like, don't be so married to an idea or to a, um, a, a situation or something that, you think is the way your life is supposed to roll out. Right. Um, and, and when, because opportunity knocks all, all day long, all the time, you just have to be sort of attuned to yourself. Right. Um, and, and then take the opportunity. And when I met my wife, um, that was just, I think for me, just sort of like healing on all sorts of levels. Right. It was coming out of a, um, both of us were coming out of, you know, um, relationships that were not healthy for, for either of us. Right. And we had to spend some time alone and apart to figure that out, to figure ourselves out. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but meeting her was something that for, for, for me just, um, opened up a lot of vulnerability. It, 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 she does this wonderful thing as a teacher where she, she just creates a safe space mm-hmm. for anybody she meets. Right. Um, and, uh, and so I immediately felt safe to be vulnerable and I had not, I hadn't felt that for you know five years prior, right. The, the ability to just be vulnerable. Um, and so the, yeah, that concept of manning up, right. Yeah. Um, does space mean without, it. without the other person having judgment? I I, lo- I love the space analogy, and I always wonder what it is. But is it is it did she provide space for you to be vulnerable without judgment? Is that what space is? Yeah, uh, um, I think twofold, definitely that, and I think probably more more than anything, it was um, it was no judgment. I've you know here we're kind of when we met, and we met on Hinge, we met on a dating app, it was one of those things. Nice. Um, and so we had phone conversations before we even met. Right. Um, and it, it started with basically, you know, we were, we were well into our thirties. And so it was, here's our life. Here's our, back. like, we just laid it out there before we even met. And so it was like, this, this is it. Uh, you know, are you still interested? 
<laughs> and uh, luckily she was, right? Um, but as we, you know, then got to know one another and, and spend more time together, it was that it was tell me more, right? Um, we both lived life, so uh, it's it's okay, right? I, I'm I'm what I want is who you are now, and uh, as as vulnerable as you can be, man, and you know, like that was power powerful for me and i just remember being um probably overly emotional <laughs> in uh in, in a positive you know um good good way but it was definitely something that i had never in in terms of a relationship had ever felt before right yeah. um or experienced or, or been given an opportunity um to to be that vulnerable and then learn from that mirror that like that's something that is has been really really cool too especially as i'm getting ready to have um a little girl of my own is is it almost feels like a do-over right <laughs> like yeah, yeah. it's like you get it you, you get this opportunity to um um to figure out not just how to be vulnerable as a man but how to, and for myself but how to do it for her right mm -hmm. um so that she sees what to look for um, you know, in, in, in her, you know, a significant other or whoever comes, comes, you know, along in her life later on as well. Right. Yeah, absolutely. That's one thing that, what about, I'm sorry, I was just gonna say, what, what, what about you? You know, when, when you asked, is that what space means? Do you, do you feel that way or? Absolutely, man. Um, that's what my wife does for me, man. And that's what, that's what these men do around me. Um, but when you were talking and talking about your wife, that's absolutely what Kayla does for me. Um, I don't know if it was just the point where I was like ready to be, you know, vulnerable about what I was going through. I mean, I talked to past, you know, past girlfriends and I know I talked to them about my past and, and things that troubled me or whatever, but it wasn't the same with Kayla. She just provided this space of just absolute love and that's one thing that i've learned from her and her family in general is like zero judgment i mean absolute kind of like open arms analogy uh lit like these guys have met uh kayla's dad and they are just like the epitome of of family and just love and no judgment so she holds mm. that space for me because Depression is something that I, um, that I go through and when I am at the lowest or when, and when I was, um, she was the one that held the space. These two dudes, mm -hmm. Jeremy wasn't around at the time, but I know he would have held the space too, um, without the judgment. And yeah, that's exactly why I asked, man. Cause that's, that's what it is for me is like, it's holding space because if you hold on to judgment, there's no room for space. Yeah, that's true. That's true. The, the other part of that too is just the physical space too that that I've been able to um, to I think receive because we're we're two different people, right? And, and when you enter in the relationship or friendship or, or whatever, uh, you know, different dynamics are at play. Um, and you know, she's an extreme like um, an extrovert. Right. Like that, that's her thing. She recharges by being around people, you know, let, let's, let's have a night on town. Let's, that's, you know, that's funny. That's party. how Kayla is. That's, you know? yeah. <laughs> and I am the exact opposite, right? Like I, <laughs> I recharge by my, I got to go away. Right. Yep. I'm, I'm happy to be around people sort of that, that uh, 
extroverted introverts kind of thing or, or um, you know, I, I think that's how some folks have described it. But um, so I can do that, but I feel drained afterwards, right? She's she's totally recharged. So just the ability to um, and that's a lesson that um, she's had to learn is how to give me that kind of space. Right? Wow. The the, the um, emotional space she creates very easily, right? Um, the the physical space for her was was a, her her learning curve, right? Mine was mine was what we just talked about. Um, that yeah yeah. That's, that's beautiful, man. It sounds yeah. like the exact situation with Eric. Dude, it is the exact situation. <laughs> because there are times when I have to, uh, I really have to watch my, my own energy and, and how I am. And there are times when I have to say no to those family outings and things like that because it's just too much for me. And, uh, and mm. I stay home and, 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 and reserve the energy. So, dude, that was, that was so beautifully put, man, because it's been the exact same balance for us, for sure. Mm. Well, you said something interesting, uh, again, just, just in, in my prep, because, um, I con, you know, connected with, um, Jeremy, uh, but hadn't known much about sort of what you guys were going to be talking about or much about the podcast. So, you know, I jumped on, um, and tried catching up with you guys on Facebook as much as I could. <laughs> Dude, that's so cool. Thank <laughs> and, you, uh, you know, and, and, and you said something in one of your posts, um, that resonated with me, which was the presence is the present, right? Like that's the gift. Yeah. Um, so being able to, uh, I think acknowledge and recognize in yourself when you need to take that time so that, you know, it is, is healthy time apart, right. Or healthy time that you can take to, to recharge, um, on your own so that you can be present when, when it counts. Right. Yeah. And, wow. and that was just, I, I loved when you, when I read that, when I saw that from you, cause it just made, so it, that's been a, a common theme for me over the past year, just COVID just, you know, um, kind of, I think forced all of us as a society, as individuals, as families to kind of look in the mirror and, and, um, you know, just live with yourself. Right. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, we just talked about that as hold well. Hold yourself accountable. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. So thank you for saying that because that 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 um just reaffirmed for me all you know the work that I've been having, you know, to, to put in personally, right? And so just that's the gift is is being present because you're not guaranteed tomorrow. The past has already happened, there's no changing it, fixing it, going back in time. And this this what we have right now in this conversation is all we have at you know at the moment right and and the things that are around me my wife next door you know that is literally the only thing we can be accountable for (laughs) like we like we might be able to think we can go into the future and we definitely cannot fucking go into the past but like right now right now like where it started for me and where i learned about presence uh was the first book was eckhart Tolle, the power of now power now yeah Yeah. Uh, that was a strong one for me so it was a it was a strong focus to understand what now actually was because it's it's very powerful until you understand it you don't you don't know what it is everybody knows the past people know about the future right 
Yeah, and yeah. I think that's where a lot of it, well, anxiety and depression, you know, sure. on, on either end of that, uh, anxiety yeah. with, with worrying about the future and depression dwelling on the past. Mm. That kind of go, ties into the emotional intelligence conversation. It was not really taught to be present. No. Um, until my own self-discovery journey within the last few years, I, being present, I didn't, I never heard that. Nope. What do you mean being present? Of course I'm fucking present. I'm right here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know? Well, it, Chad, what was, what was, what's that journey been like for you? I mean, you probably talked about this on, on the podcast. So, you know, um, but I'm just, I'm interested on a personal level, right? Yeah, absolutely, brother. I appreciate you asking. Um, it's been a beautiful one, you know, before, before my kind of journey started, I was an atheist and I was one of those ego driven Marines that, you know, it, when I die, the lights go out and I just cease to exist type of guy. And, um, mm. I've discovered and built a relationship with God through my journey, which has been obviously the most important thing to me. Uh, but just opening my heart and mind and, and learning that emotional intelligence that I was never taught through reading books and learning the med meditation techniques and breathing techniques to teaching breathing techniques and starting to um, teach some of the things that I've learned in the last few years with uh, my journey. So it's been, um, it's been quite the, the evolutionary swing for me. And I think Eric can attest to it and Jerry yep. as well, kind of why he reached out, but the place I was at, when my journey started, I just lost my dad uh, in a car accident. I had to have back surgery. Um, so like all three pillars of my life were crumbling at the base. Um, and I needed, needed something. I didn't know what, but you know, my dad knew he used to tell me all the time, you need to get right with God. You need to, <laughs> you need to find greater meaning than yourself, you know, cause I was an egomaniac, you know, from early childhood trauma, just developed this callous, um, I can do anything better than you, you know, type of attitude. And, um, it, it didn't serve me any longer. And, and life brought me to my knees and on my back, literally after a back surgery. So, uh, just wow. a lot of self exploration, you know, so wow. it's been beautiful, man. And it's been, uh, it's been, uh, it's been a ride for the people around me. People watching <laughs> like, what the, who are you? <laughs> um, wow. Yeah, brother. Yeah, so the, I mean, I guess you know, physically, you, you really were just sort of put in a place where you you had to. Again, I, I mentioned the COVID, COVID, but just sort of sit with it, right? Yeah, and, and you had a lot of time to think. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And, yeah, yeah. It, I, you know, I think. Oh, go ahead. I was just I was at a point in my life where I wasn't unhappy, but I was in like cruise control, you know. I wasn't really mm. pushing myself too much. I was just kind of, I was just kind of coasting and not being present and just always thinking about the future. What's the future going to bring? Um, so yeah. yeah, what were we going to say, brother? Wow. Uh, well, I, I was going to. I'm not sure if you were if you remember it, but about eight years ago, <laughs> we we had a phone call. Yeah. No. Um, uh, do you? you were, yeah, you I was actually telling Jeremy and Eric that before. What was it? We are the money. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, so, I recall, man. I recall. Yeah, yeah. So, so we, I, I, I think you had um, probably just been discharged right from the military. You were yeah, back, you were back home. I was. Um, and we were start. Yeah, we were starting this company. We are the mighty. The the you know it was a digital media kind of 
um, company um, formed by military personnel. I was, I was one of like four civvies uh, and, and just a sea of um, former military. Uh, and, and so, you know, they, they whipped me into shape pretty quick. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, anyways, uh, but uh, yeah, we had, we had a call and I, you know, that was, we were what, 26 probably at the time, I think. And, uh, yeah. Close, closer. And I was so, I had just moved out to LA, we were, we were, you know, I was probably out here a couple of years and we were starting this company and I was so bent on making something of myself, right? Back to, um, you know, kind of being hard headed. And I had on the, on the flip side of, of what you were just saying about your, your, um, faith journey, right? I, I had grown up in church. My dad was a pastor and, and so I had this kind of like falling out, right? And yeah. so my, my early twenties was very like, I'm going to do this. I don't need right. God. <laughs> I don't need any, you know, it was yeah, really, sure. um, uh, in hindsight, really, I was just banging my head against the wall for right. <laughs> the duration of my twenties. But, um, um, you, you and I, I think what I was talking with Jeremy Hammond too at the time, I would call you guys. I was so eager to make something and, and both of you were so just, um, g- kind really and just letting me kind of, kind of rant about this thing that we were, <laughs> we were starting and doing and, oh, it's going to be great. Right. And, and, uh, uh, and it did, it turned, it turned out well, it was great. I'm no longer, you know, uh, uh, there obviously. Um, but, um, it was just fascinating to, um, come out on the other side of all of that where, um, how do I want to say it? I, I, I basically during that process found myself then in a, you know, in a, in a relationship where, um, um, basically I was addicted to somebody who was addicted to everything else except me. Right. Um, uh, And, and that just played with, you get lost in those things. Right. And and you kind of get carried away in, in, in pleasing other people or, or doing something that you're not really, um, again, attuned to yourself or to, you know, that sort of higher power, that thing, you know, around you, when you call it the universal God or, or, you know, what have you, um, where you realize that you are not, you're not the center of the universe. You're not the only <laughs> what? Hold on. You wait. Know, and, and, wait, you know, um, and so coming out on the other side of that was a, it was a, a hard lesson and, um, a very humbling one. Uh, and, I, you know, I think I, I was just lucky to, um, I guess be given the opportunity because I, I didn't like just go from, we're the mighty to, you know, education, right? Like there, there was a, a, a period where I, you know, found myself unemployed and trying to figure life out. Right. And was sort of, you know, I didn't, I didn't have to have back surgery, but, but, um, sort of spiritually, emotionally, mentally, like I, I my back was broken, right? Yeah. Like I had yeah. to just sort of sit there and figure myself out, yeah. you know? Um, and there's something that, Amid all of that trauma, um, there, you can always find a silver lining or, or find the, the sort of the, um, unknown blessing. That the you can the lesson us, in it. Right. Yeah. For the sure. lesson. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's really great to, to hear, you know, your, your journey and, and, um, you know, the process because that's, 
where I am now, that's that's sort of been that, that's life. It's all right. about the journey. Right. It's all about the community and uh, Eric, what you said, you know, the, the uh, you guys all being there for each other, right? Um, yep. um, it's like this. I don't, well, I don't know where I'm. I'm going to stop there. <laughs> yeah, I kind of want to. I kind of want to get into a topic that I haven't really talked about too openly, but that I is a major part of my journey, and that it's taken me a long time and, and a lot of reluctancy to talk about. But uh, the use of psychedelics for um, spiritual work and uh, trauma work and just different uh, things that it benefits as far as your mind and, and the, th- the healing modality of psychedelics. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's played a huge role in my, cause honestly, my first experience that blew me wide open was a peyote ceremony in uh, Costa Rica down with James. And, um, my dad came to me and, and I just had this unbelievable experience that I thought wasn't real you know, before going into it, but as it happened and after it happened, it was like, you can't deny it now. (laughs) You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So just really looking in and diving in and talking to James and educating myself on the, the healing powers of psychedelics. uh, It just seemed like a good route. And it's, it's really helped me shift the way that I see things and dissolve some of that. I'm the center of the universe by showing me that there's so much more to this universe than, than what I'm capable of, of pondering on my, my somewhat conscious mind, you know? So, yeah, well, um, um, it's a, it's a tough one. I, what really got me into it, there was, um, it, it's a touchy topic so we can move on rather quickly, but no, the one documentary I, I do want to talk about, I'm happy to talk about it. Uh, I was just trying to, to collect my thoughts, but go, but, um, um, go ahead and make the statement about the doc. Yeah. I saw a documentary actually. It was a bunch of veterans, uh, shock, shock and awe. So it, uh-huh. it's a bunch of special operators, like special force guys that have traumatic PTSD and they go and do a study and do ayahuasca ceremony. And then some of them even start smoking marijuana for their, um, their ailments and it just follows these veterans through their journey and, and just to see these, like the most badass men on in the world breaking down into tears and just like beautiful release and and everybody right sharing their emotions and talking about being grateful. And yeah, it's, that's really, it was like, Holy shit. Cause I could relate to that at the time because I was a veteran, you Mm -hmm. know, I'd been to the middle East for a while and, uh, I was like, man, this could really well, break you, down you some are, doors. You, you are right. You are a veteran, and, and right, right. you've done a lot, right, for, um, for for us that we have never seen. Right, we didn't, we, we weren't there, right, and uh, you know, we can only be um, grateful and uh, you know, say 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 thank you to a blue in the face, and it, and it probably likely often sounds like a, a um, empty gesture at times likely. Right. But, but, uh, I think, um, I think if you're, I think you're arrogant about receiving that. Yeah, I think it's shifted a lot. I, I yeah. always, I always welcome it. And I, I try to try to thank them for thanking me. Yeah. Like, Hey, I, that, yeah, okay. that means a lot okay, to yeah. me. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, it, it does. Yeah. It doesn't get old, and and the guys are assholes. If the veterans say you know, it gets old, like, dude, you're an arrogant fucker. People yeah. are thanking you. They're just thanking you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've, you know, I've, I've heard, I've heard both my my, my father in law is a, a Vietnam veteran, um, and uh, and you know, one of the things I I, I learned from Beer the Mighty is when you meet a Vietnam vet, the, the appropriate response is actually welcome home, right? Because right. I never got this. So, you know, welcome them home. Right. Um, that's always stuck with me. Um, the idea of, you know, the journey, right? Finding um, finding your inner strength through being vulnerable. Um, you know, that's, uh, you know, I did listen to the podcast with with, uh, with James. I still remember it was Jimmy. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know if that's, you know, what he goes by these days. Um, but, you know, he said something really, really interesting too in, in that podcast. Um, um, I think it was the second episode because he was on two of your, your shows, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. We had them back to back shows. Yeah. 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 He was talking about the, um, the duality sort of, 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 you know, um, the, you know, psychedelics and, and the drug and sort of the, um, reverence that is taken yeah. right, in, in the ceremony and, um, and there's, uh, the positive use. And then there's also the sort of, you know, the abuse of it or, or the, I think you call it an entity, right? You can, you yeah, can absolutely. That or have that experience. It's, it has a spirit. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, so I've, I've never done ayahuasca. I've done plenty of other things. Uh, <laughs> but it was always, it was the exact opposite of what you guys are talking about. Right. Um, yeah. in your experience, because mine was all out of rebellion. Yeah. Um, and you know, uh, and so my experience was what started off as, you know, sort of fun and, um, and what have you, you know, uh, quickly took a dive. Right. Um, and, and so my experiences are probably not, um, as, as favorable, um, in terms of my, my spiritual journey, <laughs> right, right. As you know, <laughs> right. As no, I, I'm following you. Both. Right. Right. Um, you know, so I, I had plenty of those days when I was younger, <laughs> <laughs> but I kind of rediscovered um, them through that process, like getting out of the military and, and out of law enforcement. So basically getting out of law enforcement after having these breakthroughs with these psychedelic plants and like, man, this doesn't align with, my true path of what I'm like, my soul path to, to help people and, and to teach, you know, teach through my yeah. authentic experience, just be a reflection. Yeah. Well, and that's key, right? Is the, is the authenticity is just sure. like being, being true to yourself. Right. Absolutely. Um, so, and this, yeah, so I, I'm sorry, Go ahead. I was on. just going to say, I, I, I ended up sort of circling back around to, um, um, to, to kind of how I was raised where, you know, there was a, um, a belief in God and, and sort of the you know, work that he does in, in my life and setting myself aside to kind of understand the, the greater good. Um, but from a completely different lens now, right. From, right. from something that doesn't, um, feel, yeah, I don't know, uh, forest or, uh, right. realistic or so, somehow you found it on your maybe. own untrue i found it on my exam i found it on my own and um and that's how i had to do it right yeah. i had i'm uh i'm the firstborn right in, in my family so everything that i have done has always been like i'm gonna figure it out i'm gonna do it on my own um and my brother is, is just like 
I'm just going to watch Jordan. And if it doesn't work for him, I'm not going to do it. (laughs) 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 Um, So he's, he's done, he's done, he's, he's he's done well for himself. (laughs) You know? Yeah. But yeah, I don't, I don't know if, um, if I'm maybe beating a dead horse now with, with that, but, um, um, yeah, the, the use of psychedelics, I think, I think the use of psychedelics, I think there's, you know, if you have the, the, um, positive experiences that, that you're talking about, um, I think it's tapping into, you know, something James had mentioned, which is like there, the realization that there is, uh, a, a self outside of, you know, our, our physical conscious, right? right? Outside of like this, um, dimension, right? And, right. and so it's, you know, sort of tapping into that and, and, uh, you know, for me, it was finding out, or I guess coming back around to tapping into it, um, um, from, from an avenue, uh, or an angle that I was, fam- I was f- familiar with and, and I guess a little more comfortable with. And, yeah. and I, 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 and not necessarily comfortable with that, but comfortable with me pursuing it as such. Right. right. If that, ma- if that makes sense. Yeah. Are you talking about through prayer? Yeah. What, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a that's a very powerful tool for sure, and, and that's definitely part of my arsenal as well. Yep, um, actually, my most used. <laughs> so that that's beautiful, mm-hmm. brother. That's beautiful, man. Prayer, meditation, go straight to the source, mm-hmm. right? I have I now yeah um, I've sort of you know thought my way in circles, kind of you know theologically on all, all sorts of other levels and. Um, and I love meditation now, right? Like that is something that I have to have integrated into my day. Um, you know, whether it's five minutes here or five minutes there, um, just, just stop in the middle of the work day and, and reset, you know, uh, uh, to focus. But, um, you know, I'll, I'll put some, I use an app called brain FM. Um, mm-hmm. and I, I use that for, you know, deep sleep meditation, uh, you know, f- focus uh you know when i'm working your creativity um and so i'll put it on the very end of, of of the day right like lights are going down um getting ready just to, to fall asleep and go to sleep yeah. and i put it on and then i just hear like my, my wife on the other side of the bed oh no it's, like, <laughs> it's not for her you know? so, so, so we're figuring that out you know <laughs> Uh, but it, it it really is just a vital thing i think for um for, for people to tap into if you can tap into meditation and, and prayer and you know that sort of sixth sense and, and the soul right i think you yeah. would, what would you refer to as chad the soul yeah absolutely yeah journey or you called it something it was um spiritual journey i, I don't know yeah. um but it it's uh, for me. It's the prayer is doing the talking with God, and then the meditation is being quiet enough to listen for the for the response or the the other end of that energetically, you yeah. know, and, and and finding the path or or at least slowing the thoughts down. It's like my own little chessboard every day. Like there's a lot of different moves, a lot of different things I encounter. I don't know if you've ever watched the Queen's Gambit. I like that. I yeah, just watched it probably about a month ago. So, uh, did you like it? Loved it, dude. Yeah. I loved it yeah. too. All man. my friends were raving about it too. Yeah, yeah, it was great. So you know when she's visualizing her moves on the on the uh, ceiling, 
ceiling, right? That's yeah. that's like what meditation and prayer is for me in the day. It's like, all right, which which ones do I move? And I can actually visualize and see what moves and how I'm going to maneuver throughout the day. Like that's when I watched that, it just clicked for me. I don't know. Like it clicked before then, but then I was like, ooh, that's kind of like what I do every day. So that's what meditation mm-hmm. is for me. It's a must have in my day for sure. I use a lot of oils. Go ahead. Uh, Oils? Yeah. Well, yeah, that and running, moving meditation for me. But throughout the day, running, or I mean, oils is a good five minute thing for me. Oils and breathing. Hmm. Hmm. I I do, um, we like candles um, around here, sort of set, kind of sets that um, ambiance. Uh, right for me, I, I haven't used oils much, but uh, um, but how do you hear God? Like when you're meditating, right? And in Chad, you said prayers are like you're speaking to you, and meditation is the, the right. part. What what for you guys is the the moment where you feel like you you've you've heard you've gotten a response, you've heard something, right? Or you know what then the next chess piece is to move. I, I think it comes in all subtle ways for me. Um, just trusting my own intuition that it's not my mind making it up that it's coming from a higher source, you know, whether it's my higher self, you know, but that's how I work through, to God, at least through my higher self, you know, the, the self that wants the greatest good for my being. Um, mm. so I, I don't know if I'm necessarily hearing God, but hearing my own intuition that's connected to that source, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, so just, just receiving the answers and, and feeling the warm loving feeling of confirmation um mm-hmm. just to me so i don't necessarily hear god it's more of an energetic thing and a confirmational thing i guess would be a better way to describe it um so i don't hear god auditorily but i say hear god because that's how i communicate and i think about communicating as listening so yeah yeah sure so yeah mm-hmm. uh, what about you, brother? Uh, I well, you know, it's. It, I guess you didn't. So I think that's the. Bad, so. <laughs> no, well, no, um, right? It's. Do I feel like I ha- I have in the past, like sort of audibly heard? Um, yes, it, that could also, uh, if I'm just being frank and honest, that could also just be um, nostalgia, right? Kind of right. kicking in, it's sort of like the. Right. The innocent, the innocent, naive years of, of myself that, you know, um, could hear God, right? Right. As, as life has gone on, uh, you know, that, that becomes, I think, the reason I asked was because that, that's a topic, I think, in all faith circles, right? Is Absolutely. how do you know when you've heard, right? Absolutely. Um, and I think whether you're, you know, Hindu, Buddhist, Christian, Jewish, um, um, you know, or, or, or what have you, that it, it's it's always trying to everybody asks that question well do, do how will i know how will i know when, when is the moment right? when is that yeah. moment when do i move forward right when you and get so out of your own when you get out of your own way and stop <laughs> asking yourself right. that when you stop asking yourself <laughs> stop that question <laughs> and, and just right. trust like yeah. trust that your your ability to connect with the source and, and that's where I was. Yeah, that's where I was going with it. Yeah, yeah. go ahead, go ahead, continue. Sorry. No, no, no. I I interrupted you. I'm sorry, brother. I got a little excited. <laughs> I, no, that well, that's good. It's, I I think conversation. that I yeah, think for that sure. uh, for me at least we we talked about this at the men's meeting the other day. And when I'm out running, 
there have been a lot of deer that have been present. Uh, I run around my neighborhood every morning. And when I see the deer, it's like I'm always talking. You know, I'm always asking, I'm always praying, I'm always looking for answers. So it's not that I necessarily see, but then I, I'll see a deer or something. And I'll just so happen to be in the middle of, of asking a question or praying for something or, or thinking about a hard time or, or thinking about abundance. And, I'll, and then that's like confirmation for me. But the sweet spot that I've hit, I think, is is now when I don't see the deer, I still get that feeling. Like, so if I do or I don't see the deer, whether I do or I don't feel like see that sign, it's like the feeling that I get. And you just, you're going to try multiple things and it's not going to work out sometimes. So like the answer isn't always right, but it's the, I think Chad said it, trust, like the ability to just trust and and know that you're making the right decision. Not always yeah, right sometimes, yeah. but you just you just got to have trust and faith. I mean, it, you know. Yeah. It's, well, it, go ahead. I was going to say I think that um, um, it's 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 that moment where this has kind of been a, a, a theme throughout, right? I think is a theme for uh, the podcast as a whole, which is like it's it's your journey, right? And yeah. and within there's a kind of a phrase uh in in christian circles that they'll talk about um you know it's 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 not about the religion it's about the relationship or it's about the like the condition of your heart what they're saying is what they mean is um that it's it's the what is the intent behind mm, your right. action right behind the decision that you're making and, Absolutely. and i think that if you've heard from god whether that's audibly or uh you know, the, the cramp in your, uh, calf went away or whatever it is, right? You see the, um, the, the, the deer, um, uh, on the street or, or for me, it's just oftentimes it's just, I think like what, uh, Chad was saying, just there's, there's just a, a, an assured feeling, right? Mm -hmm. There's like, okay, this is, this is the step now, right? Like I've right. stepped outside Full of myself Full and got, yeah. Yeah, it feel it feels like the decision will be comfortable, right? Mm -hmm. Might to Eric to your point, might not necessarily be, be the right one, but if the intent is is um, healthy and positive, pure, nice, when making like it pure when making the decision, yeah, then you know I think that says something. I think that's when you know you're sort of feeling um, you're sensing God at work. Uh, Jeremy's been really quiet this whole time. I don't know what he he's did. drinking water. He left. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he left his phone quick so we could talk to you. Back. Yeah, no, I, I thought I would just peace out on this. It just came back. You take over. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've just been listening. I mean, I would. I've pretty much just been in hundred percent agreement with Chad over here, but Eric too, because when I feel that confirmation, there are times where it's something that I see. Yeah. That just for some reason, when I see that moment in time or that particular animal whatever there's also a feeling that just comes with it mm -hmm. somehow like that just full like support it, yeah, it just takes like right over support. and you're just yeah. like yep okay i know yeah and then there are times where i just feel it where you know i'll ask for something or like we talked about with the job search mm -hmm. and having to bring myself back to center with no this is never how you've been 
have faith in the process. The universe has always worked out. You've always been okay. This will be no different. Right. And just pull myself back from it. So, I mean, it's just that that trust in your intuition and your gut that you're making the right decision. Right. I, yeah. And, and uh, I find it in other people too, right? Like, um, Chad, I mean, you're saying full support. I mean, I think that's all for me is all encompassing, right? It's, Absolutely. it's, it's when, when it even goes beyond the internal feeling mm. and it's affirmed by, you know, pe- people around me or, um, you know, I mean, e- even just reconnecting with you guys, right? right. Like, like Amen. Me, faith has always been something that is, that I've struggled with, that it's been something I've always questioned and tried to figure out. Right. But, um, um, to come back around a full circle, right. The COVID, you know, into this year has, has been the year that I have reconnected with more people, uh, from my past than I, than I have in a, in a very long time. And, uh, yeah. In really good, positive, um, healing ways. Right. Yeah, and, uh, and it's all, it's been just a year of like family. Right. Cause I, again, circumstantially, I think we we're sort of forced to do it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, given the situation, but also just naturally. Right. That's what's, what's interesting. It wasn't like I was out seeking, um, you know, to, to, um, uh, just, just connect with, with everyone that, um, doesn't show up on my, Facebook algorithm feed, right? right. Uh, or, or, or Instagram, but it's happened. It's on, and I don't know, maybe, <laughs> maybe God is in the algorithm and, and has changed it. <laughs> hey, was, I firmly believe in that. Yeah. You know? I firmly believe <laughs> because I'm just, it, everybody's searches are different too online. Like you could yeah. search from your phone and it'd be completely different information. Yeah. That's why you know, you're going to get your main hits, but. Yeah, and definitely on different yeah. parts of the world, like Jordan's searches would be different from ours. Right, here. exactly. It's crazy. Well, I, the I think the divine definitely like plays into the, the information that we receive. Yeah, yeah. Do you guys ever see uh, um, or, or read American Gods? I am actually, I actually no. just started that at work. Did you? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just got um, it. So don't yeah, don't the, spoil so it for the, me. The, so the book, okay. All right, I won't. I won't spoil <laughs> it. Um, um, I, I guess I'll just say, you know, it's the whole premise of the book, right? Is is you know, um, the gods of old, the old gods uh, from the old world, right, are um, at war with the new gods, right? So, um, you know, um, Odin, Thor, like all all those old gods at you know war over us, our souls, right. um, with the new gods, media, new media, mm. uh, you know, television, right. uh, all those things. Yeah. And, um, that. so when you said, you know, I made the joke about, you know, God being in the algorithm and, um, and then that kind of, uh, picking up, right. There's something, you know, there's, <laughs> there is something, Chad, you're right, right. There is something to that, that, um, you know, we, it's whatever we want to give, to give, mm control to right power Absolutely. too so um you know to allow media to influence our decisions or um uh new media you know that algorithm that math you know um there, there's sort of in essence its own type of you know god that we've created or something you know i don't know yeah an, an, an uh, egoic god you know materialistic mm. divisive mm. god mm-hmm <laughs> <laughs> a false god most importantly yeah. you know yeah yeah 
yeah. and that kind of ties into our last topic of, that we we're going to cover: critical thinking. Speaking of false gods and critical thinking, you know, with critical the media. thinking, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Um, How could that be applied today? <laughs> ties right into that false right. <laughs> One could only wonder. It's I not. Know. It's not applied today enough. At least exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's not. It's not. Yeah. Not, not even close. Um, go ahead. I well, I was, I was, just, give, I was giving that some thought today, right? Um, and um, not sure if this is topics of conversations in, in your household, but it's been something that uh, you know my my wife and I have been discussing too, and. Um, and a conversation I've been having often with friends, right? The, the, um, back to the sort of, t- you know, this conversation of the algorithms, right? Um, you know, the, the, uh, what's the Netflix documentary? The so, um, social, uh, oh, social dilemma. Yeah. Yeah. The social dilemma, right? Mm-hmm. We, we had watched that and, um, you know, the, the idea that even Google's own engineers or Facebook's own engineers can't keep up with the, with the algorithm and the exponential, um, progress of technology that they've created, right? They can't keep up with it. And, and it's sort of run off without them. This kind of <laughs> scary, AI type of thing, right? It's kind of scary. It's, it's, it's terrifying. Yeah. And, and it's really has caused this, this division, I think, in our, in our society and, um, and this idea of the social media echo chamber, right. And, and yeah. just f- fueling those, um, the, un- the unhealthy, right. uh, you know, passions and addictions and things like <laughs> that we have, um, you know, as opposed to shedding light on, um, on building community and growth and the people that have, you know, that we're surrounded with, um, you know, that's something that my wife and I talk a lot about. How are we going to teach our, our little girl, um, how to navigate this world, right? The, back to the opening conversation you guys asked me. Um, the one thing I, I do get to do is, is help students understand like, like media literacy, right? Um, and think critically about the thing, the things they post, the things they like, you know, and, and, um, how they engage and comment and interact online. Um, and then how that affects like their, their future. Right. Um, and you know, th- things that will occur later, uh, in life. Um, I don't know. It's, it's just, it can easily, and it has, I think in, in many families caused rifts, like giant divides that it almost feels like families can't, uh, are, aren't going to get over it or heal. Right. Yeah. But where where does the critical thinking come into play? Where when do you, I think, meld that within the emotional intelligence too to, to step against step outside yourself and look at you know being able to I think to decipher uh, delineate like what is right. what is truth? What information am I being given that is fed through this echo chamber? Um, what have I bought into that maybe I shouldn't have or, or um, you know what have you? But then also just how am I? going to maintain my humanity in the middle of this right and and right. And, and maintain my family where yeah those i are ran i ran you you said you said critical thinking and i ran with it chad i'm sorry I no that's you. that's good man that's, that's what good. you're here for brother i think those are the questions that uh, a lot of time people don't slow down enough to even think about you know 
you know, like like you said, you know, is this good for humanity? That's a great critical thinking question on on anything that you do in life. And it, with everything just the press of a button away, you don't have to think much anymore. There's right. like you know, there's there's not there's no there's no uh, connection in a button. So you're right, you got, man. Go ahead. Where, um, do you guys feel like you know this this you know technology and and all that? How has it affected your your lives and, and you know your your relationships do you feel like you're sometimes dancing around a topic or a question or or something just because for whatever reason i don't know um you know what was it now i guess five years ago the first trump cycle um when things started to get toxic for the first like major time i feel like and at least in my social media um reality like you just saw the division and the and the hatred, and I almost deleted yeah. my social media because of it because I felt victim to it. You know, I was a gung ho Trump supporter. If you don't agree, you're an idiot. Yeah, type of deal. And so when my journey started, I was like, why don't I just redevelop how I look and engage with social media? And I just started deleting everybody off my page and started going to these <laughs> like positive uplifting groups, spiritual groups uh, where people were seeking the same knowledge that I was seeking and yeah. talking about these things and uh, really just reworked my relationship with social media and, and things like that. And now I use it for light and people are like, people are bailing. It's like, Oh, it's so toxic. It's like, just like anything else, it's the power you give it. Like I, I have some really deeply beautiful, profound interactions on social media with with life coaching and spiritual coaching with people, and it's I wouldn't trade it for the world. So why wouldn't I use the most powerful communication platform to communicate and help people? Yeah. You know, everybody's trying to tear right. each other down. That there needs to be light in this, <laughs> yeah. in the shadows of, of social media, man. And that's kind of the the mindset I took with it, and. Just been putting out light for the last couple of years, at, yeah. you know, and I've seen some working out just fine. Yeah, yeah. Thus yes. far, I mean, just consistency. It's been like three years now of putting out videos and, and content on on my pages. So. That's, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I, uh, um, you know, similar, similarly, um, you know, I think that you know that's the elephant in the room, right? Is is the politics and how that is sort of, uh, um, you know, divided our whole right. society and culture, right. you know, um, and by design, I, I, I fell prey to it. Yeah. Well, by design, you know, uh, I, I think when social came out, right. I, you know, the intent was to connect people, right. right. The intent was, was good. was positive. And, and, um, you know, when you, but when you kind of submit to your, your lower self, not your higher self, right. um, you know, you find yourself in, in a vicious circle instead of a, no, it is a vicious cycle. Yeah. And I think what Chad is doing is he's creating a virtuous circle, right? Absolutely. Um, so he's, he's taking that I vicious like that. cycle and turning it into a virtuous circle. Ooh. And, uh, you know, and I think that's what we, we need to be doing. We need to try, it's more effort, right? Yeah. Um, it, if you're chasing the algorithm, if you're chasing the, oh, the, the likes, which, Right, or by the way, are going away. Right. Um, but you know, either the engagement or what have you, you'll find yourself in, in that vicious cycle. And, and uh, 
that's where I was too. I, you know, apologies if I pissed anybody off, uh, you know, four years ago or yesterday, <laughs> I don't know, you know, um, but it's, you know, I, I, I really did try, um, and am trying, right? Making a conscious effort. And every day is that conscious effort to, to your point, Chad, to, you know, um, focus on positive things. I mean, the, the story I want to tell now is like the story of my family, right? This, the story of, you know, wh- how far I've come, where I've come, you know, um, yeah, and what I'm doing with, with, you know, with my family, my wife, my girl, you know, and, uh, and build a better, a better life for her, right? Um, for her friends, for your kids, for, you know, everybody coming after that, right? Yeah. In the next generation. Um, to be a better human, man. Yeah. That's an awesome thing to promote, bro. Right? There is. I heard Jeremy. I heard Jeremy. What, what, what? <laughs> he, he said, right. Awesome. <laughs> what, what are you saying? I was just agreeing with him. That's a, that's a hell of a thing to promote. Yeah. Being a good human. It's kind of what we try to do every week. So. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you, you, you have the choice to, to, to who to follow i mean there is an algorithm but you have the choice to make it i love what you said man the virtuous circle that's that's awesome from a vicious cycle to a virtuous circle i love that so yeah you can turn you know, into I, that I, yeah i heard that from uh um from some from some marines chat yeah. oh yeah 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 that's what was it me no, this nine years ago. <laughs> well, you didn't no, remember, obviously. From, uh, so, <laughs> from uh, no, from some veterans that were um, we were doing some work with, and, and they were working with a um, uh, equestrian therapy. Oh, nice. Um, you know, working with horses, yeah. Um, but that and that was the idea was turning what had become for them a vicious cycle and turning it into a virtuous circle. And it was just I like that. Um, that stuck with me, yeah, for sure, for sure. So that's what I, I I love it. I love it. That's what you guys are trying to do, you know, every day. It's what I'm trying to do every day, and, and um, um, it's all you can hope for. You, it's all you can ask for, not not hope for, right? But um, you can hope for more when 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 you're able to to ask for that. I guess is, that didn't make any sense. That wasn't nearly as good as the virtuous circle. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a tough, tough act to follow. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't even mine. You know? <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, so, but I, you know, if, if you guys were, were around, if you were doing this five years ago, it would have saved me a lot of headache and, and, you know, um, a heartache, but, uh, uh, at the same time, I'm glad I have gone through what I've gone through because it's, it's, I couldn't see myself being anywhere else than now and where I am now. Right. It's yeah, an awesome sure. feeling, man. Yeah. It's an awesome feeling. And here you are at the round table with us. Hell yeah. 14 billion years in the making. <laughs> Lights of the round table. Lights of the round table. I love table. it. It's a, it's a privilege. And, and really, I, I really do appreciate it. And look at this awesome way that technology connected. connected us. Especially during these times, like you, like you said, man, during COVID, we right. connected with some people that we haven't connected with in a long, <laughs> a long fucking time, time, dude. I mean, without technology, who? I mean, we wouldn't be at the round table, dude. So, right. Thanks, man. Yeah. Thanks for being here, dude. Yeah, man. Well, thank you guys for having me. I, I, I hope, uh, um, I hope I've said some things you know worthwhile and and um, it's been a beautiful conversation, I, I, brother. 
man. Well, it's, it's great to hear voices. Good to um, hear from you guys. And I love what you're doing. Thank you, brother. Um, so if, if I can be a part of it anymore or any further, let me know. Um, Absolutely. But, uh, but I'm definitely tuning in and subscribing, you know. Absolutely. We appreciate you, yeah. brother. Tremendously. Yeah, thanks, man. That's, that's what it's all about, dude. This is like the these conversations are are pretty fucking sweet, man. You know, because it's just like another another guy out there going through changes, being vulnerable, telling his story, promoting, being a good human. Like this is what it's all about. Like, this is this is what we are. It's a recharge. Yeah, I love Wednesday nights, dude. Wednesday and, nights, and are the we best. love all of you guys, and we thank you so much for listening to another wonderful episode at the roundtable with our brother Jordan Duke. Joined us tonight. Um, you guys, any last words before we call it a wrap? See you next Monday, Jordan. Yeah. Appreciate you, man. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate we appreciate it. Good luck with uh, good luck with your your daughter. When she did, didn't you say like yeah, August or something? Uh, March 29th. Oh, oh soon. Oh. We just we just got back from from uh, OB appointment, man, and and uh, baby's drop. Doc says so. Oh, oh wow, yeah. man. Are you ready? Yeah. yeah. Nursery's done. Um, I, I don't know if I'm ready, but, <laughs> but, but all the, Just all the take, necessities, take it in there, stride, yeah. brother. There's a roof and everything. That's <laughs> a start. <laughs> so, <laughs> you're good. Oh man. You'll never I, be I ready. You guys, <laughs> you got to change and, how much you're ready every year. So just, just get ready for that. I, and I, and I hear from, from friends that have had kids too. I, I hear that, that, uh, that sort of fear of, um, like never goes away. It just takes on different forms, right? Like, like am I going to do all right? Is she going to be okay? Is just lead you know, from your heart, you brother. Just, you know what to do. Instinct you will just come. Learn how to how to deal with it. I like that lead from your heart. Yeah. Yes. Well, I'll probably be calling you guys more often too, just for advice. Sweet. The phone is always <laughs> anytime, <open. laughs> man. Send a message. Give a phone call. Yeah. All right, Jordan. Yeah. We love Thank you, brother. You Good night, everybody. Appreciate it. Love you guys. See Take you, care. Man. See, See ya. ya.